0: I'm Drew Casey. I'll be along with all the highlights and much more in the postgame show. But right now, we're going to quickly send it back to DJ Kenny and Mike Watts at Jack Coffee
1: Field. November Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Final score here again: Fordham to sixty, University of Pennsylvania twenty-two for the first time in the program's history. Fordham is victorious over the Penn Quakers. Mike Watts is in the middle of the field. He'll wait for Joe Moorhead. But Kenny, let's just get a quick comment for you on what this mean. This win means to Fordham and how the Rams just completely dominated play after that first quarter.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I just said, you got a big game with Lehigh coming up. This is the perfect result for that. You have a lot of great offensive performances. Obviously, Mike Niebrich, a record-breaking performance. And 164 yards on the ground, too, to go with those 566 passing yards. Not too shabby.
1: Fordham, a huge performance here today. Coach Moorhead and the crew take care of business. They get to win number six. Fordham will have a bye as the number 14 Rams... Make mincemeat of the University of Pennsylvania. The final score here is to 60-22 as we send it back across the street. The beginning of our one-on-one postgame report. Drew Casey and the boys, take it away.
0: And uh, thank you, guys. Welcome back inside the Rose Hill Studios. It's the one-on-one postgame report. Drew Casey here with you, and all the crew along the way stayed out this game Fordham beats Pennsylvania 60-22, to an all-time high for the offense in terms of points scored under coach Joe Moorhead. The previous high was 56, and that came last year against Colgate. We're going to quickly, or rather not quickly, as there were 82 points scored in this game, go through the highlights of today's game. So let's get right down to it and see how Fordham won 60-22. to So Fordham came in at 5-1 in the season, and the University of Pennsylvania winless, 0-3. Fordham received the opening kickoff and wanted to take the early lead in front of its home crowd. They started their first possession at the 31-yard line their own, 31, and Michael Niebrich found three different receivers to push the Fordham offense across midfield. However, though, disaster struck on first and 10 at the Penn 37.
1: First and 10 for Fordham ball is on Penn's 37-yard line. Nebrick has it high snap. He lost the football, and Pennsylvania has it. Farouz Jacoby got two hands on the football it was a bad snap from Joe Mazzara and Fordham has turned over the ball in its first possession of the game
0: so I'd like to welcome back into the broadcast DJ and Kenny who called this game in in its entirety DJ just a question about the first how the game started it it looked like uh, Fordham was in bad shape with that early turnover and what did you think was going on at that point
1: Drew, great point. It was a sloppy first quarter for Fordham, and, you know, in games this year, we mentioned Rhode Island, St. Francis. When Fordham plays teams that they think are a little bit of lesser talent to them, they tend to play down to their competition. And early on in that first quarter, Fordham was driving the football. A couple different guys got involved. And then just simply a high snap from Joe Mazzara. And as Michael Niebrick was trying to exchange the handoff to Chase Edmonds, he lost the football. And that was, we thought, was going to be a huge play because Pennsylvania had the momentum and all of a sudden, in a few plays, they get on the board.
0: Just bear with me, guys, as we continue through these highlights. There's a lot of them. We both know that. So Penn recovered that Fordham fumble in a great field position. But the Fordham defense stood tall, didn't allow them an inch, and forced a three and out. A little scary on the punt. Fordham almost coughed up the ball again as the ball erroneously struck a coverage man. But Fordham retained possession and recovered that fumble as well. Penn took over at their own 23-yard line and didn't waste any time at all. Eric Fiore scampered 44 yards on a jet sweep rushing play and set up first and 10 at the Fordham 33-yard line.
1: It's going to be a first down and 10 for Penn. Scoreless game, 10-13 to play first quarter. Penn moving from left to right. Torgerson in the gun. He's got three wide out to the left. Torgerson straight drop. Over the middle. Wide open O'Malley at the 15 to the 10, and he walks in for the touchdown. Right over the middle of the field, and Penn draws first blood. 6-0 Quakers. 10 minutes to play first quarter so a
0: two-play 77-yard drive gave Penn the 7 nothing lead pretty shocking and I'd like to get Kenny's take on this one Kenny a two-play 77-yard drive to start the game in almost all instances you would think that would be Fordham but this was the University of Pennsylvania
2: yeah and Drew I mean their offense was really good all game it was just the turnovers that killed him and that's really what gets lost in this narrative. They had 316 yards passing. Torgerson Torgerson did a good job, um, at least when he was able to complete the ball, and they had 194 yards rushing with so many different options back there in the backfield, but it was those four turnovers. It was the two interceptions, the two fumbles for Torgerson, but like you said, I mean, you would expect that to be Fordham, but they were electric on offense today, and they were able to score quickly.
0: That they were, and they, they did that on the next drive. Fordham began that next drive at their own 31. Ne- uh, quarterback Mike Niebrich found Sam Ajala for a 25-yard gain on the first play of that drive, and five plays later, they found Paydirt.
1: Ball is on the pen 3-yard line on the left hash. First and goal from the 3. Niebrich has a snap. Edmonds getting it left side. He's walking in for the score. Chase Edmonds, his 11th rushing touchdown of the season, and Fordham to within one point. It's 7-6. to six. So Fordham quickly answers. They get
0: the extra point. They make it 7-7 on Chase Edmonds' 11th touchdown of the season. Chase Edmonds, the freshman running back stud for the Fordham Rams, of course. Penn got the next possession, and they stuck to the run game. A forty-yard, 42-yard run was the big play that pushed the Quaker offense deep into Fordham territory. However, the Fordham defense, as they did multiple times throughout the game, came up big and forced a fourth down from the 11-yard line.
1: Going to be a 28-yard field goal from the far side hash Uh, gamel is three of four this year on field goals penn has not had a field goal blocked all year long under seven to play tie ball game snap spot kick is up it's on its way and this one is straight through the field goal is good 635 to play first quarter penn has regained the lead it is 10 to 7
0: so as dj said the Pennsylvania Quakers retook the lead there 10-7 on the field goal and Fordham's next drive was really uneventful one of the only ones that was uneventful on the afternoon so they punted the ball after only getting one first down and the University of Pennsylvania started its next drive on their own 20. They took a very conservative approach on the first two plays of the drive and they set up third down deep in their own territory.
1: The conservative approach didn't work this time. Third and eight from Pennsylvania's 20 under three to play in the first. Torgerson Under pressure, looking around, he's sacked in the backfield, ball's loose, Slate's going into the end zone, touchdown Fordham! A scoop and score for Fordham, Hancock knocked it loose, and the Rams are back on top in the Bronx, it's 13-10.
0: So let's bring back in the emphatic gentleman who called that touchdown, DJ Sixsmith, DJ... The game at that point was 10 7. Fordham was trailing. It looked like they were going to get the ball back with uh, having, if they stopped them on third down, would get decent field position off the punt. But what did this big play do for this Fordham
1: team? I think it was the biggest play of the game, Drew, because like you said, 10 7 in favor of Penn. Quakers still had the momentum at that point and that was a play where Pennsylvania had some receivers open down the field. Hancock knocked it loose, and you just think, okay, Fordham's going to recover the ball inside the 15, but all of a sudden, the big boy, Slate, rumbling towards the end zone, and Fordham gains the lead, and suddenly everybody just wakes up on the sideline, and that's when they started to believe, okay, we're going to be just fine, but for a little while there, it looked like it was going to be Pennsylvania's game.
0: Oh, they didn't just wake up. They did way more than that as they got tons more points throughout the F throughout the afternoon and we'll keep going here Fordham with a 14 10 lead after the slate fumble recovery for a touchdown and Penn they're trailing for the first time in the game they took over a little bit rattled noticeably rattled and four plays into their next drive they had a second and 11 opportunity at their own 43
1: just under two to play first quarter for them a four-point lead it's 14 to 10 Quakers go from left to right second down and 11 from the 43 of Penn two wide receivers out right Torgerson's gonna throw In the middle of the field, tosses in this one, nearly intercepted, and now it is. Williams deflected it, and LeVon Williams, his first interception of the year, nearly bobbled out of his hands, but Fordham gets the football right back.
0: So another turnover in favor of Fordham. Fordham, of course, forces the turnover, gets the ball back. They take over in great field position at their own 44-yard line. They cross midfield after a crucial third-down conversion by Brian Wetzel, the pass from Mike Niebrich, of course. And the Rams' offense moved all the way down to the pen 37 and had a second-down opportunity.
1: Second down to 12, but the Rams are now going from left to right. Three wide receiver set, two out left, one to the right. Niebrich, a play fake, looking over the middle, going deep ball down the middle, and this one is caught for a score to Bucky Jones Jr. in the middle of the end zone, 37 yards out and Fordham extends the lead it is 20 to 10 Jones Jr has more touchdowns this year than he did all of last season that's his fifth
0: huge score for Tabucky Jones Jr and the Fordham offense to give them a 21-10 lead Tabucky Jones though did end up leaving the game and did not return later uh, did not return in the game more on that later Uh, So 21-10, Fordham up. Penn starts their next possession at their own 23-yard line, and they really appear to have a promising drive going to get back into this game, get back within one score. They got all the way down to the Fordham 10-yard line, 10 yards out from the goal line, but that's where things unraveled yet again.
1: Third down and six for Penn. Quakers move from right to left, trailing 21-10 with the ball on Fordham's 10-yard line. Three wide receivers. Torgerson has it under pressure. Hit as he throws, balls loose, and Pickney picks it off. That ball was floated in the air on the far side, and it fell right into the loving arms of Denard Pinkney. Another turnover for Penn. Fordham's getting the football back.
0: I'd like to bring uh, Kenny back in here. Kenny, the, the defense for Fordham was huge, especially early on in this first half. Three consecutive turnovers on uh, possessions for by the University of Pennsylvania, but the question I have is, is regarding the U- University of Pennsylvania. You said that Penn really uh, had a promising offense, and they did, but the turnovers killed them, especially the turnovers deep in, the, in Fordham territory.
2: Yeah, and I mean that's what you're going to get with Alex Torgerson, who is making his fourth career start and really didn't play too much last year, and he was coming off an a performance when he had two turnovers and four sacks, and you know, kind of the same deal today with four. Excuse me, had two turnovers last week. Hit four turnovers today, which was much worse. And it was really a case of Fordham's defense being suffocating. You talk about Denard Pickney uh, on that interception. He had 11 tackles today. He was second place to Austin Hancock on this team, um, and seven yards that he was, you know, t- tackled for loss yards, I guess, technically. Yep. So he was huge for that defense, and you, like you said, the turnovers were just a killer for Penn.
0: Yeah, they really could have uh, made this game a lot closer than it was. So after this turnover, Fordham, their offense took over at their own 9-yard line. They did not take an, a conservative approach, and frankly, you wouldn't expect that from this Fordham-Ram offense. They advanced all the way down to the Penn 29-yard line, getting four first downs on consecutive plays. Seven plays later, though, the drive stalled, and a, and a Mike Niebrick unsportsmanlike conduct penalty set up a Mike Miranda 38-yard field goal attempt. Without the penalty, the field goal would have been from 23 yards, and that proved crucial because Miranda missed that field goal from 38 yards, and the score remained 21-10 Fordham. Penn took over after the missed field goal at their own 21-yard line. They moved all the way down the field to the Fordham 15. The big play there was the 57-yard run by Trey Solomon, running back for the Quakers. Fordham's defense, though, stood tall and forced Penn into a 4th and 8.
1: Ball is placed on the far side hash, the right hash of the field. This will be a 32-yard field goal for Hamill, or for Gamill, excuse me. Snap down, kick on its way, it's got the distance, and this one is straight through. Gamble converts on the field goal it's 21 to 13.
0: So Fordham 21 Penn 13 a field goal from Gamble and that becomes a theme as this game continues. It appeared with that field goal that Penn was really going to hang around a little bit but Fordham realized that and had some other ideas. In
1: just two plays Fordham went down to the Penn 47 and that's where it started to get exciting. Fordham inside Pennsylvania territory first and 10 play fake for Niebrick. Is going to air it out. Deep left side has a man, and this one's caught by Jones Jr. 15-10-5, and there's another score to Bucky Jones Jr. The buck is money, and he's having himself a ball game in the Bronx.
0: So now 28-13 Fordham with the extra point added by Miranda, and Penn really still trying to claw back into this game down by 15 now. But no chance for them on their next drive as Fordham held them to a 3-and-out and retook the ball at the Penn 20-yard line. And this time, in an even shorter drive than the previous one, the Rams ran their first play from scrimmage.
1: First and ten for the Rams going from left to right. Four wide receivers set, two to the left and two to the right. Niebrick takes the snap, drops straight back with some time, airs it out over the middle. Ajala's wide open across midfield. He's loose at the 30, the 20. Goodbye, Sam Ajala. Touchdown, Fordham, 80 yards to the house. Michael Niebrick having himself a game today hooking up with the King Ajala, 34-13 Fordham with the extra point up coming.
0: That, of course, was the first play from scrimmage on that drive, not of the game. Fordham led 35-13 at that point. And going back to the guys at Jack Coffey Field, DJ Fordham was up 21-13. Penn was hanging around, but two quick touchdowns, two big plays to to Bucky Jones and Sam Ajala, respectively, really kind of put the game out of reach at that point almost.
1: Yeah, Drew, the Ajala play was really just a dagger, and it came late in that second quarter, but going 80 yards all the way to Paydirt, just making his way through that Penn defense. The big plays between Jones Jr. and Ajala stretched that defense thin, and Penn's defense was on the field for a very long time in this game. They were susceptible to big play, and it was great to see Ajala getting back in the action. After such a wonderful season last year where he had 14 touchdown receptions, this only being his second is quite surprising, but still, those two plays were so critical, Drew, and swinging things back and forth in Fordham's favor and really dictating the tone of this game for the rest of the way. Yeah, it definitely is surprising
0: that Ajala's second touchdown only comes now, but I think he'd be pretty happy that it was from 80 yards out and he was able to run almost the length of the entire field. So that 80-yard score made it 35-13, and on that play, quarterback Mike Niebuhr went over 300 yards passing in the first half alone. So Penn down by 22 now was in a state of reeling and in desperate need of a score late in the first half. The third play of their next drive was a big help from a 55-yard pass to Judson Watson. That put Penn at the Fordham 10-yard line again. But the Fordham defense stood tall and forced Penn into another field goal situation. Jimmy Gammel nailed a 27-yard field goal to make the game 35-16 in favor of Fordham. But Fordham wasn't done yet, starting their next drive with 2.22 left in the first half at their own 24-yard line. They methodically moved the ball down the field through the air, they used both the sidelines and the timeouts to conserve the clock, and they got all the way down to the five-yard line with just over a minute to go in the half.
1: 62 seconds remain, second quarter. Fordham 35, Pennsylvania 16. It's a first down and goal for Fordham, going from left to right with the ball on the pen five-yard line. Trips out to the left, Jones Jr., Jones, and Wetzel. Nebrick in the gun, takes the football, throws out left, corner of the end zone, Wetzel has it, touchdown Fordham! Brian Wetzel wide open in the back of the end zone. And Fordham has opened it up. The Rams continue to pour it on. It is 41 to 41-16. There are three men split out to the right. Four out to the left. There are
2: three offensive
1: linemen. There are three offensive linemen. Brett Biestek is one of them. Joe Mazzara, the center. Matt Stolte the right guard. Niebrick in the gun all alone. Niebrich gets a snap. He's going to fake the throw right to the middle of the end zone. Brett Biestek, he gets a foot in. And he's got it for the two-point score. Call him J.J. Watt. Are you kidding me? Brett Biestek reaches high above his helmet, plucks it out of the sky, and then drags the toe in the back of the end zone. Fordham up 43-16. to It's all going for the maroon and white.
0: So just to clarify there, Brian Wetzel's touchdown makes it 41-16 from the 5-yard line with under a minute remaining in, reg- in the first half, not regulation. And uh, then the second clip that was plused with that one was a two-point conversion attempt. Yes, the Rams went for two points when it was 41-16. And yes, a defensive player, Brett Biestek, made the catch for the two-point conversion. Absolutely crazy to end the first half or to finish the first half. And guys, I've got to ask you first about the Wetzel touchdown. How huge was that going into the locker room, especially with the University of Pennsylvania getting the ball coming out first?
1: That was definitely a big play, Drew, because in that second quarter, it was 21-13. Then a couple of scores for Fordham start to extend the lead. But when you really hammer that nail in the coffin, it was score in the back corner of the end zone. So to get that touchdown was huge. And then Kenny... For Brett Bistek, I mean, the man just does everything for this team. He is J.J. Watt. I'm so glad we brought that to the forefront. That was an unbelievable catch. It's one of the best that we've seen over this whole year for any Fordham person going into the end zone.
2: Yeah, I mean, he had that two-point conversion, and that was really an athletic play. I mean, there there were a lot of receivers in this game. Ajala had a couple drops. Marcus Jordan had a couple drops. The ball seemed to be slick. Uh, It wasn't easy to catch the football today, and Brett Bistek leapt up and grabbed it and got one foot in the back of the end zone. It was a superb catch. And to go along with that, he had six tackles. The guy was everywhere on defense, had a sack that lost seven yards. And, I mean, the guy was—he did everything for the Rams today. He caused havoc. He wreaked havoc in the backfield. That's what he does all the time. I was thinking about making him my player of the game, but I, I don't think I'll go that far. No spoilers yet. A, no spoilers some yet. Some pretty Ken. good offensive, great performances. I mean... Yeah, let's move it along and get to yep, those,
0: Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> so at that point, the score was 43-16, 57 seconds to go in the first half. Penn did not concede the half, though, and was able to add a field goal late as time expired would make it 43-19, that all in the first half. And a crazy stat that me and James Decker did some math and figured out. At the halftime break, quarterback Mike Niebruck was on pace for nearly 1,000 yards passing. 1,000 yards passing. He didn't get that number, but he did surpass 500. Anyway, second-half action. Pennsylvania gets the ball first, down 43-19. However, they did, not, they did not get a score to get back in the game, and they, forced a, they were forced to punt after only five plays and advancing 17 yards. So the Rams took over at their own 24. And on the second play of the drive, Mike Niebrich was intercepted by Jake Madden, and the University of Pennsylvania took over. Off the turnover, Penn started their drive at the Fordham 41 and drove down to the Fordham 17 before stalling. There, Jimmy Gammel converted on his fifth field goal of the afternoon to bring the Quakers within three even scores. That's 21 points. The score at that point, 43-22. Gammel's fifth field goal on the afternoon. Fordham's then second possession of the second half had much better results than the first one. That was the interception. Starting at their own 21, the Rams gained first downs on four of their first five plays and found themselves at the pen 21-yard line. Two plays later, the Rams lit up the scoreboard yet again.
1: Second and goal, Fordham up 43-22 with 7.49 to play in the third. Niebrich gets the football. He's going to play fake, rolling out right. Has a man in the end zone, Marcus Jones, touchdown. Marcus Jones from five yards out. And Fordham is just piling it on today. 49-22, 747 remains in the third.
0: So now 49-22 and the extra point made it 50-22 in favor of Fordham. At this point, the game all but over. Penn gets the ball back, goes three and out, and Fordham again takes the ball back, and they get great starting field position in Penn territory at the 48-yard line. Completions to Sam Ajala and Marcus Jones move the ball inside the 10-yard line, and on second to goal, even some more magic happened.
1: Second down and goal from the nine after a loss of one. Niebrich's got Wetzel and Jones to the left, Ajala to the right. Dan Light, the tight end, is to the left of the formation. Mason Halter back in the game after injuring his left ankle. Niebrich in the gun with Chase Edmonds going from left to right towards Keating. Niebuhr gets the football, looking left, throws. Dan Light wide open at the five, towards the corner, at the pylon, and he's in for the score. Dan Light from nine yards out, 56-22 Fordham. Everybody is getting involved here today. Just a programming note, we're going to have the
0: Joe Moorhead interview after we go through these highlights and get some final thoughts from the guys, so stick around for that for sure. Fordham now up 57-22 after that touchdown, and that those 57 points marked the most points Fordham had scored in a game under Coach Moorhead. Previous high was 56 last year against Colgate. So the game was pretty much over at that point, but the Quakers still held out some hope. They moved all the way down to the Fordham 10-yard line. Yet again, that was where they sort of stopped all their drives today. And another turnover happened there as Alex Torgerson coughed it up and DeAndre Slate pounced on the pigskin to get to keep Penn off the board and keeping them at 57-22, Fordham, of course, leading at that point. So Penn it gives it up, but Fordham doesn't do much on their next drive and punt the ball back to the Quakers. Penn gets great field position at the Fordham 47, advances the ball into the red zone. They get a fourth down conversion. But five plays later, the Quakers have fourth and goal at the four-yard line and obviously have to go for the touchdown, trailing by 35 points at that point. On fourth and goal, it passes incomplete from Torgerson to the left corner of the end zone, and Penn turns the ball over on downs. So 57-22, time just running out. Both teams trying to get uh, get off the field, for them to celebrate Penn to get on the bus and get home. But after... And then next, Fordham, after one play on their to get out of their own goal line, the starting offense trotted off the field, and the second-team offense took over with just under eight minutes to go. So the second-team offense picked up right where the Fordham offense left off. Kendall Percy took over, and it became the Kendall Percy show as he took the ball pretty much alone from the Fordham 19 to the Penn 7. He got seven consecutive carries. Percy checked out of the game, though, and the drive started to stall, funny enough, and Fordham settled for an 18-yard field goal from Mike Mirando. To make the score 60 to 22. That was the final score. Penn punted to Fordham late in the game, and Fordham just kneeled out the clock and ran it out. So the final score was 60 to 22. That's all you need to know. You're probably not going to remember all those highlights because it was a lot. And uh, I'm glad we made it. So we're going to bring the guys back in now. And What's guys, up, whew, let, me, let me relax for a second. Yeah, you take should. a breath. All yeah, right. you should. And um, let's go with players of the game. Deuce, you want to start us off?
2: Yeah, well, I think we agreed. Uh, we were conveying here that I think, or conversing here, uh, that uh, Michael Niebrick's kind of the default player of the game here. Let, both let of me us.
1: convey now that he is indeed the player of the game. He was 36 to 47, just a casual 566 yards, yeah, six TDs, one interception. Niebrick, this was the best he has ever played in a Fordham uniform. And here's a guy, Drew, that had off-season surgery. He was moving around in the pocket. The deep ball was there. He was doing everything right. And Michael Niebuhr playing this way means great things for Fordham. And One of the stats that we brought up, Kenny, was he's 18 touchdowns away entering this game from John Skelton's school record. Well, he's only 12 away now after six touchdowns Yeah, today. we were
2: thinking, oh, you know, three a game, he could do that. He just put up six today. so yeah. like, That, that right. certainly
1: yeah. helps it out. And for Pennsylvania, I'll go with Ryan O'Malley because although the tight ends weren't featured too much, that score to begin the game was a huge blow to Fordham's defense. And John Hooley and the rest of the gang had to come together and say, all right, guys, we got to get our unit together or else it's going to be a long afternoon. So O'Malley, it was the first touchdown for him all season long. He had two last year. That's a big boy. He is a big dude. And if Pennsylvania wants to be successful, I think O'Malley – the King have to get involved as well. Mitchell King, those guys are really so critical. Let's get your play of the game for the Quakers.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Eric Fiore, uh, the 5'11", senior wide receiver from Whitehall, Pennsylvania. This guy really did it all. He carried seven times for 76 yards. They lined him up in the backfield. They gave him the ball on the end around, or the jet sweep as you like to call it, and he caught three times for 31 yards. Really did it all on offense for Pennsylvania. The the only one who really looked uh, good out there. Now, Torgerson, if he didn't have four turnovers, I would probably say that he – I mean, I, I still did consider – look, he had 316 He's yards. He was 26 future. for 49. It was only his fourth career start. He's he played lost. very well. Um, and, again, I mean, with any young quarterback, you're going to experience those fumbles and those interceptions. But when this kid turns it around, um, for whoever the next coach of Penn is, I think they're going to be happy. Fordham 6-1, and one, Drew,
1: they're going to be – Pretty happy this Columbus Day weekend. Let's throw it back across the street to you. Yeah,
0: they're definitely going to be very happy indeed. I'm surprised you guys didn't mention uh, the kicker from the Penn Quakers, Jimmy Gamble, 5-for-5 five five on field goals, but that is uh, insignificant in this 60-22 uh, to 22 romping by Fordham over the Penn Quakers. And, guys, before we get to your final thoughts, one question that's really, really got me here. Sam Ajala um, to Bucky Jones – and Pickney, all injured today. Any updates on any of their statuses? Obviously, as Jala returned to the game, to Bucky Jones did not, and to my knowledge, Pickney did not either. Oh, they're gone. Okay. We haven't we the guys are gone. Uh, hopefully they get back here safe. We're gonna go to the Joe Moorhead interview now from post game that due to technical difficulty was unable to go live. So here it is Mike Watson, Coach Moorhead, following the game.
3: Passing record for Mike Niebrick, Rushing wise, a thousand yards for Chase Edmonds. Nearly 200 yards for Ajala Over 200 for
4: Tabucky Jones. Good offensive game for you guys. How do you attribute what you guys did against Ben today? No, the kids have done a great job with their preparation. They've had a uh, very great focus during the week. I thought we had a, a solid week of practice. Not a great week, but you know, I asked them for two things this week: urgency and effort. And uh, if you play with great urgency, you play with great effort. Uh, you know, great things are going to happen. And when you execute your scheme uh, to a high level, you know, even better things happen. So uh, both sides of the ball and special teams, you know, certainly there were some things to clean up. But uh, I was pleased with the performance. You ask your
3: defense to play better in the second half, three points allowed versus 19 in the first half. What did they do
4: better? I think we they were some fly sweep things there where we were blitzing to the field and they were capturing the edge. And I think we got that cleaned up. And then there were some things from a coverage standpoint, I think. Uh, you know, I got cleaned up and a couple runs got out there early uh, inside zone. So I think we did a good job adjusting to things that Penn was showing and, you know, we're able to hold them down there in the second half.
3: Five players caught touchdown passes, another ran for a touchdown, another scoop and score, two-point conversion for B-Stick. Everybody got involved. How does it feel to get everybody going and then get into the bye where maybe you can get a little
4: more healthy? I think that's one of the great things of of our scheme is that we run a lot of plays and it gives the opportunity for a lot of guys to, you know, to uh, contribute and be involved and, uh, you know, that, that's a great, you know, when you have a lot of guys who are capable of being uh, difference makers and playmakers and uh, you, defense can't focus on stopping one guy, I think that, that allows us to you know, spread the wealth, so to speak. All right, Coach, thank you. All right, thank you. So the
0: jack-of-all-trades, Mike Watts interviewing Coach Joe Moorhead, had a little bit of a, a, some wet weather to deal with on the sideline early in the game. And, hey, he's right next to me now. He's back in the studio, and we're going to get some injury questions before we wrap up. Mike, status, any updates? Samajala obviously looked good. He came back into the game. Tabucky Jones did not return, to my mm-hmm. knowledge, and neither did Denard Pickney late in the game.
3: Yeah, let's talk about some of the injuries in this game. Ian Williams left with a stinger. He did come back totally healthy. Jake Dixon and Victor DeFusco on the defensive side were both out for this game. We knew that coming in. So of course both of them were in street clothes throughout the game. Tabucky Jones injured his thumb. It was a pre existing injury which was exacerbated during the game. So he should be good to go out of the bye week, at least initially. That's the expectation. Sam Ajala was complaining of some headaches, some uh, issues like that, but they quickly cleared up. They went through the entire concussion protocol, took him into a place where they were able to handle that. He did pass all the tests, came back in, neared 200 yards by the end of the game. Uh, Denard Pinckney was injured, didn't see what was wrong with him, and didn't get an update because of how late in the game it was from the training staff. Uh, he did not come back in after that injury, though, as you mentioned. So, injury-wise, Fordham a little bit banged up. Mason Halter also, I should mention, rolled his ankle, but he's healthy and played the remainder of the game that the first-team offense was in. But uh, all in all, uh, hopefully during this bye week, most of those injuries should clear up and most of them should be available by the time this team sees Lehigh in two weeks.
0: Yeah, and while I've got you here, one final question before we wrap totally. Shoot, um Denard Pinckney mm-hmm. playing so late in the game with Fordham up by... 38 points, or 35 at that point, because the Miranda field, I don't think it happened before his injury. Frankly, wh- why is he in the game? That Essentially, because of the bye week and he has two weeks to recover, God forbid if something happens, or it's just how they play the game, you got to be prepared for 60-minute games?
3: Well, first off, you do have to be prepared for 60-minute games, and if you take everybody out every week because you're up by 30, Fordham wouldn't be ready for a 60-minute game because this happens every single week. Beyond that, You'll note Kenny was was really clamoring for a Mike Kneebrick draw play. They aren't going to run that in the third or fourth quarter up 30 points. So no matter what, they weren't going to maybe put players in a position to get injured. But Denard is a backup. Denard isn't in the first team. So they really didn't have a lot of guys to go to in the linebacking core. He had to play, and uh, all in all, it's not a big deal that he's uh, – that he's a little bit banged up because the expectation is he should be back. Uh, Nico Thorpe got some extra time. J.Q. Bowers got a little bit of extra time as well. So uh, I think even the backups who maybe got a bit dinged up are okay and and the starters should be back. So no problem at all.
0: It looks like the team will enjoy this bye week for sure. We thank you, Mike, for checking in with us here and giving us those last and final updates. So that's really going to do it for the one-on-one uh, broadcast of this game, the Fordham football game. That's going to do it for the one-on-one post-game report. Once again, the final score of today's game, Fordham 60, Penn 22. The executive producer of Fordham football is Bob Ahrens. Supervising producer of today's game is Merrill Servan. Producer of today's game, Taras Lejeski. Location supervisor, Anthony Pusick. Field engineer and producer, Brendan Bowers. The studio engineer is Sam Torres. Thanks to Fordham Sports Information Director Joe DeBarry and his staff for all of their assistance throughout the week and throughout the game today. The Rams have a bye next week, but resume action on October 25th at Lehigh. Kickoff is 12.30, and the pregame show begins at 12.20 on 90.7 FM, WFUV.org, and WFUVsports.org. Until then, for DJ Sixsmith and Kenny Ducey, Mike Watts on the sidelines and helping us out here in the postgame show, James Decker with the updates, highlight supervisor Aniela DeVita and highlight producer Chelsea Thomas this is Drew Casey have a good evening everybody Florida Rams football is a production of WFUV Sports